Uh, last year was the first year we did a Daniel fast. Our, de- our church went on a 21-day seeking after God experience. And we set aside foods, foods that we normally like to eat. And we committed ourselves to, to no meats, no sweets, no dairies, no caffeine. Now, people did different variations of that. But there were many, many people in our congregation that for 21 days we said, God, we want to hear from you. That was in 2013. And then we finished our 21-day Daniel fast with a four-day revival. And it was a powerful experience. There were miracles. I remember one young lady came to the service, and she was completely blind in one eye. And she was healed by the power of Christ. There were salvations and healings and miracles. And and we felt that it was something that God wanted to do in our church on a continuous basis. And so we set 2014. We set the pace, and we did the same thing. We said, God, what are you saying to us in 2014? And Sunday night, we did something for the very first time here at City Church. We commissioned ten deacons. Come on, amen, all the deacons in the house. It's hard to explain the dynamic, but this room was packed. And as God began to move in our church, you could sense a strength, a supernatural grace upon the men that were here that have committed their lives to saying, God, we want to serve you. and We want to make an impact not only in our generation, but for the next generation. And then on Monday night, uh, we had Pastor Terry Howell. And Pastor Terry Howell pastors at Living Water Fellowship, and he talked about the Awakened Church. And the challenge of the Awakened Church in the community is that sleeping churches like to criticize. And he said, guys, what, you, what God is doing in your church, you, you're an Awakened Church, and you must stay in the forefront. You must keep pressing forward. You must keep advancing and keep thinking progressively and asking God for revelation for your future. And then at the end of the service, altars packed, and some people re- re- received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and people received Christ, and it was just a great, great night. And then last night we had Pastor Adrian Blue. He's the associate at Living Water Fellowship. And he talked to us last night about our identity in Christ. No matter what our past was like, no matter what had happened, no matter what kind of background we came from, that God had a purpose for us. And and God designed for us to believe that He was big and to ask specifically for our future to be different. And it was powerful. And if you were here last night, there were miracles, there were healings, there were deliverances. There were just it was a supernatural visitation of God. I just I was just so encouraged as I saw God each night. It was progressive. And and then we come to tonight, our final night, our final night of the awakening. And I believe that God has a word for you. You're not here by an accident. You're not here by coincidence. Because I believe tonight that every time that a person walks into the door of a building where the presence of God is, it was ordained by Him. It was ordained by Him. God called you by name. We declare that in song tonight, but He did. He called you by name. And tonight, it is a great honor and a great privilege for me to introduce our speaker. Our speaker tonight has been with me since he was 19 years of age before marriage, the BM days, <laughs> the before marriage days. I was going to say that before I said the BM, you know, <laughs> before marriage days. And uh, he was a student at Southeastern. Pastor Glenn drove every single Wednesday and every single weekend for three years of his college experience. He drove from Lakeland, Florida, all the way to Sanford every single week. I mean, the dedication and the commitment. And at first he brought some friends from Southeastern, but that was a long drive. 
And I remember when Pastor Glenn came into our church and, and the experience and his passion and his love for Christ and his desire to bring the presence of God into wide open church. And it was just exciting in those beginnings. It was so raw to see the explosion, the supernatural explosion. And I saw this faith grow. And I saw this tenacity in a young man. I knew that there was something different about his life. And over the last eight years of his time here at City Church, he's gotten married, and, and he's now a great family man. He's got a beautiful wife, Natalie. Is Natalie in the house tonight? She's dying. She's okay. But she's got a, he's got a beautiful wife, Natalie, and a precious little baby boy, Ethan. Come on, everyone. Give him for Ethan tonight. Amen. He's a great family man, but he's also a great friend. I told him yesterday, we were talking just in, in the back in his office, and I said, Pastor Glenn, just thank you for being a great friend. I mean, there's many years difference in our age. But when, when you're led by the Spirit of Christ, and when there's the bond of Jesus, age makes no difference. Age makes no difference. And our friendship has grown deep and wide, and his love that he has showed to my family, to my wife, and to Austin, and to Keenan. I mean... Guys, I don't know how to say this, but uh, our families have forever benefited and been enriched because of this one person. One person who made a decision to love me unconditionally. And I'm not an easy guy to love sometimes. <laughs> I have a passion for the kingdom, and I want to see this generation reached, and I don't like a lot of nonsense sometimes. And, and I just believe, I believe that God has something greater for you. And in the Bible, when you see God do something significant, and it was never just a person. God always called people. I mean, when Jesus sent the disciples out, he sent them out by two. By two. Over the last year, two year, uh, last eight years, we've partnered together, and many others. But specifically, as far as strategy, and as far as the structure, and the way that the Spirit of God is moving in our church is a direct result of our friendship. And I believe tonight. I believe tonight. I believe tonight. I believe with all my heart that if you open your spirit to this man of God, I believe if you listen with new ears, you might have heard him, you might have been wide open for the last five years, and you've heard him preach hundreds of times. God gave him this word for tonight. And it has the potential to revolutionize your walk with Christ. I'm sitting on the front row, and I'm anticipating hearing from God tonight. I'm anticipating it. And I believe tonight as you open your heart, and you welcome and you give honor to the great, my great friend and great man of God and a great blessing to this house, Pastor Glenn Wolf. I believe as we welcome him tonight, come on, I believe that God's going to speak to your heart. Thank you, Pastor. Amazing. Hey, can you stay standing, and can we give our pastors a huge hand? Come on, it's, it's because of them. Amen. Amen, you can be seated. Wow, God has done amazing things these last four days. Can you believe it? Just amazing what God is doing. Good, thank you for being here tonight. I've entitled this message, Expect the Unexpected. Expect the Unexpected. Y'all ready? Can we pray? Father, we thank you, God, for tonight. Lord, we thank you for every single person that's in this place. God, thank you for your grace and for your mercy. Now, God, I ask you to bless these next 28 minutes. 
And Lord, I'm going to preach fast because I don't want everybody's butts going numb on the floor here. And uh, God, we're going to have a great move of your spirit. Lord, we're anticipating it just as Pastor said. Use me tonight. God, what you've downloaded in my heart, what you've been simmering in my crock pot, Lord, I pray that it would just disseminate all across this place tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Did I just say crock pot? I did. When my wife and, when my wife and I found out uh, that we were pregnant, uh, somebody came up to us. First of all, I had a couple of people were like, Oh, snap, son. Well, you know. Um, but the, somebody handed us this book. If you're married or pregnant, you would know, probably have seen this book before. And uh, this book is interesting, isn't it? Now that my son is about 12 weeks old, I have it all figured out. So, um, at least I think I do. So I'll give counseling. All right, I'm good after service and stuff. Now, now that my son's 12 weeks old, I have a different take on this book. In fact, I'm kind of frustrated with this book. Because uh, my little Yoda didn't let me uh, take a nap this afternoon, first of all. Uh, second of all, my wife and I, my wife barely got any sleep last night. Um, and uh, so if we could rewrite the title of this book, it would be Prepare Your Butt Off As Much As You Can, dot, 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 but Expect the Unexpected, right? I mean, that that would be a better title, wouldn't it be? How many of y'all, uh, let me just say to, the, to, the, uh, to those that are, that are parents... Um, what would you say to somebody that is newly, uh, that has a brand new child or is expecting a child? You'd probably say a bunch of things, but then you'd go to the point where you would say, listen, just expect the unexpected, right? I got this picture of Ethan. Can we show this? Uh, this is my little guy. Looks just like me. <laughs> just amazing. Uh, he looks cute there, doesn't he? Yeah, it's awesome. It's great. Glad he looks cute there. I remember uh, we went to our very first uh, baby appointment. Pretty excited about it. We got him in his whole little deal, you know, just like a little bow tie, the whole nine, you know. And um, we get in there, and then, and of course, I didn't realize this, but you got to take all his clothes off to weigh him. So I'm like, great. Thanks for letting me know. You could have sent me an email or something. We wouldn't have spent an hour and a half trying to uh, change or get him ready. And so then we take all his clothes off, and then I have a boy, and so boys have wee-wees. And uh, if you didn't know that, now you do. Now at least you learned something tonight. Um, and uh, he decides to turn into a human sprinkler system at the at the. Um, so as it's kind of just going, and uh, I was pretty proud of my man because he he actually like got it on the wall, and um, and literally I'm I'm not making this up, right, babe? And uh, the the and the nurse, I guess this happens all the time because the nurse didn't even think anything of it. She just grabbed grabbed like handed me a paper towel to wipe it off. What's that? The okay, thanks. Um, and then you know she was kind of like, "Wow, I've never seen a stream that tall." And I'm like, "Go, son. Yes, you pee over that wall, boy. You leave your mark." Needless to say, if you're a parent, you expect the unexpected, right? Uh, let me let me go somewhere else. Let, let's go to this. Uh, married people, can we show that picture? Yes, I wore a white suit at my wedding. All right. And uh, needless to say, if you're a married person, you're talking to somebody that's not married, getting ready to get married, you might have a lot of counsel. But at some point, you're going to say, "Ex." At the end, 
All right, now let me talk to the students, all right? What if you're a sophomore, junior, and senior in high school? Where you at, hey? All right. What would you say to a freshman that's about to go into the freshman year, right? You would say, let me pray for you for a while, kid. Hopefully you're going to come out all right, because when you get in that oven, some people don't make it. Uh, Let me show a picture of my freshman year. As you can see, my black skin is pretty amazing. Actually, I'm the guy over here in the corner. Uh, no, that was me. And so, listen, kids, if I can make it, you can make it. Because I look like that my freshman year. And apparently, I don't even know how to smile at my yearbook photo. So if you smiled, you're already ahead of the game. I just, I'm proud of you today. But isn't that true in life, man? We just expect the unexpected. I just think the same way that, that somebody wrote this book to help parents expect what would happen is the exact same way that, that the Bible has been written for us. Uh, it's so that, let me say it like this, it's so that it, the Word will bring clarity to what was not clear before. Uh, let me just say it like this. The Word is for you, church, not for God. Sometimes we open up the Bible and we think that, that it, we're like checking a list off so that God can be proud with us. No, no. He already knows what He says. The Word's for us. And so, can you turn to the Bible in James chapter 1? Come on, everybody in the room. If you have a Bible, if you have a, a version app, however you can get it, I want you to pull it out. James chapter 1. Let's look at what the Bible has to say about expecting the unexpected. James chapter 1. Verse 2. I want to give you a second to get there. I want everybody to see it in your Bible. Press those buttons. Swipe those fingers. James chapter 1. How many of you love the book of James? Just by the, for the record. I do too. James chapter 1, verse 2. He starts out this, this passage and he says this. Consider it pure joy. My bro- Where are my brothers at? Hey. And then my sisters, where are my sisters at? They always kill us, don't they? They just demolish us. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. In other words, expect it, right? In fact, it goes on to say, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Now, this is what I want to talk about. When we see God move in our life, when we see a move of God in our city, when we see a move of God in our family, when we see a move of God in our community, when you see a move of God in your school, in your grade, in your in wherever you work at, in your job place, here's the question. What should we expect? What should we expect? And I'm here to tell you, we got to expect the unexpected. Now let me bring you to point number one, all right? This is point number one here. Just throw that off. Hey, I thought that, could you give me a hand? I thought that was pretty good. I was working on that all day today. Expect the unexpected attack of the enemy. 
If anybody's been a Christian longer than like three months, could you just maybe just say amen to that? Could you agree with that? Expect, expect the unexpected attack of the enemy. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when, right? And, and in, fact, in fact, the Bible really teaches us this principle. Uh, uh, you can go right down the line. We could talk about uh, Joseph. He did not expect to be sold into slavery. He did not expect that to happen. Uh, Job did not expect to have everything taken away from him. That was not in the plans. That was not in the retirement deal, right? Uh, Daniel did not expect to be thrown into a lion's den. Moses did not expect, taking God's people out of Israel, did not expect to find himself in front of a Red Sea. That was not in the game plan, right? I mean, if if we really think that we're going to have a move of God and not think that the enemy is not going to attack us, church, we're missing it. I just, I just want to take that whole facade off. If you think, young person, that Seminole High School, that every single person in Seminole High School is going to find Jesus and it's going to be a cakewalk for you, we are missing it. In fact, we are not understanding the gospel. Because the gospel of grace is only grace because our Savior went to the cross and died. And let me just preach to you, because this isn't necessarily that popular. I know we could talk about how it's just lovey-dovey, but let me just tell you what the gospel is about. In fact, the church expanded the most under persecution. And if we think that we're going to do something great for God and not get attacked from the enemy, church, we're missing it. And I've seen too many people that will go through an awakening conference or too many people where God begins to move in their life and the moment that an attack of the enemy comes, whatever it might be, whether it's a phone call, whether it's a parent, whether it's a a relationship, or whether it's a flat tire, and immediately they're derailed. And I want to stop you from that. That's what tonight is about. Expect it, church. Just just expect it. In fact, James just says, just consider it joy. Just know that it's going to come. Just expect it. When you get that phone call, when you start to, man, God starts to work in your life and your family, you guys are moving in the right direction. Maybe you weren't tithing and all of a sudden you just take a step in your spiritual walk with Jesus and you start tithing. Just expect that flat tire. And when it comes, text me and we'll talk about it and we'll consider it joy because we know that just the enemy is going to do it. And he's not just attacking you for where you are now. He's nervous about where you're going. Then, then. Let me just. First Peter chapter four verse twelve. I'm going to read it from the message. You don't have to turn there if you don't want to. But listen to what Peter says, friends. When life gets really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. Instead, be glad that you are in the very thick of what Christ experienced. Consider it joy. Guys, it is an honor to be here tonight. It is an honor to serve our King. It is, I am humbled to be a part of what He is doing. So this is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. And if you're abused because of Christ, count yourself fortunate. Just expect it. Expect the attack of the enemy. Second Corinthians chapter two verse eleven says, "We are not ignorant of his devices." Can I tell you this? The devil hates your now 
and despises your future. He hates your now and despises your future. I guarantee that. Expect the unexpected attack of the enemy. Okay, enough about the devil. Can we get to point number two now? Okay, so one thing is that we expect the unexpected attack of the enemy. The second thing, when it comes to a move of God, when you start moving in the Spirit, when you start moving towards God, when you start seeing your school saved, expect the attack of the enemy. And second thing we need to know. Here we go. Expect the unexpected favor of God. Let, let me, let, let's just keep reading in James chapter 1 right here. It's, it's all right here. Listen, let, let, let me just preface this. When James is writing this next passage of the verse, you know what he's thinking? He's going, listen, I know that you're going to experience trials. That's a given. How about we just put our happy button on and go, you know what, God, thank you that I'm even a part of this team. Thank you that this trial is only training and it's, and it's getting me to a place of perseverance so that I can glorify your name even more. Yeah, he's getting there. But you know what he says? He goes, guess, guess what? When you're in the midst of a trial... You're not alone. He says, not only are you not alone, but you have somebody that you can call on. And not only is it somebody, it's God Himself. We can call on Him. Look at what the the Bible says in verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, ask God. In other words, and it's not just about wisdom, church, it's about anything. When you start moving towards God, know that the trial is coming. But when the trial comes, know that you are going to get through it. And when you feel weak, that's where we rely on God and we say, God, I'm weak in this area. God, I need wisdom. God, I need provision. Lord, I need healing. God, I need, I need this thing to change. And Lord, I'm not giving up on this thing. And I'm coming to you. Look at what the Bible says. Who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. Let's go on. Let's go on to verse six. But when you ask, you must believe. In other words, expect it. Expect it, church. We're not going to doubt. We're full of faith. In the midst of our trial, in the midst of our adversity, we're full of faith. We're expecting. We're believing God for great things. If that's you, would you put your hands together and just give God a praise? Second Corinthians chapter two verse nine says, "No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for you." No doubt about it. We're not backing down. And you know, I, I was thinking about this. Think about Moses. He takes God's people out of Israel. He's obedient to God. There's a move of God. I mean, literally, like millions of people. They're coming out of Egypt, and all of a sudden, he, he finds himself in an impossible situation, standing in front of a trial that is impossible to get around. You know, when I study that text, you know where I think Moses was? I think he was probably saying something like this. God, I don't know how this is all going to work out, but I know it's going to work out. In other words, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to do it. I don't know about you, but that's a good place to be in our life. Tomorrow morning, we wake up and you have adversity. You know what, God? I don't know how it's all going to work out, but I know it's going to work out. You know, God, I, I don't know how all these things are going to happen, but I know they're going to happen. 
because it's not up to me, it's up to you. I am expecting the favor of God in my life. Moses believed. You know what? But here's the deal. At some point in your life, you have to analyze the situation, and then, and then you need to look in the mirror. Let me see if I can take this off. Right, but just follow me for a second, and Keeney, you can come to the keys. You got to look yourself in the mirror and say, "Okay, here's the deal. I want to, I want to see a move of God. I do. How many all want to see a move of God? Now, when that move comes, and when you start to take a step of faith, and then take another step of faith, I promise you two things. Number one, expect the unexpected attack of the enemy. And number two, expect the favor of God. Now, here's the deal. You have to look yourself in the mirror, analyze the situation, and you know what you need to say to yourself? Now, for everybody that's over the age of 25, (laughs) this is a popular expression that simply means we ain't backing down for nothing. You know, when you start taking a step of faith, yeah, the enemy's going to attack. And the favor of God's coming. And you know what? I don't know about you. I ain't backing down. Turn, turn down for what? Turn down for what? And you know what I'm saying tonight? I'm saying, you know what? When the enemy comes and when the favor of God's there and when you're in the midst of adversity, come on church, find your place right with the king and say, God, I'm considering it joy because I get to be on your team and I ain't turning down nothing. And you know what? Man, I'm just taking my prayer life to another level. I'm just taking my worship to another level. I'm just, listen, enemy, you want to attack me? I'm going to turn that attack into praise. Come on. We ain't backing down. We're not scared. This city can and will be saved. But it's not. But listen, listen. This is why I love this message so much. Because it's not about you running to an altar. That may be part of it. I'm talking about your tomorrow. Because listen, it's easy to serve God when I'm laying hands on you. It's a little bit harder when you get that phone call. It's a little bit more difficult when all of a sudden that relationship isn't what it was. But I just want to pray over you tonight and speak over you tonight that, hey, listen, this city is not going to get saved by just me doing it or just somebody else doing it or your neighbor doing it. You have a part to play. And I'm here to tell you, listen, it's enough if you walk out of here and you say, man, I'm going to take a step for God, that's great. But if you can walk out of here and say, I'm not only going to take a step for God, but but when the enemy comes, I'm still stepping. Because I know that the favor of God is still coming. And I'm not and if I'm gonna go through hell, I'm gonna go through hell. Turn down for what, baby? Can I bring can you stand to your feet? Can I bring you to one more passage? Can I do that? Can I just take you just slightly deeper tonight? Acts chapter four, verse verse twenty nine. We can put it on the screen whenever you have it. But let, let me set you up. I love this. Oh, man, if you want to study a movement of God, there's no greater movement of God than the book of Acts. 
Jesus has sent his spirit. And now the church, just like tonight, leaves the room and people are getting healed. People are getting set free. Just, I wish I was there. I want that here. And, and, then, and then Peter and John, they get together. Peter heals this, this dude, this crippled guy. And it just sends up, it was like electric in the city. Everybody found out about it. And then the city officials had an issue with it, of course, because the whole city is just up in roar at this Jesus person. And so they throw them in jail, but then the believers of, of Peter and John, they started praying, and guess what happened? The favor of God kind of outwon the unexpected attack of the enemy. Hey, it's all throughout the Bible. You'll find it if you see it. And then they, they get out, they come back to their guys, and this is what they pray for in Acts chapter 4. Now, God, I would think for sure they would go, God, we almost got killed. I mean, those are way too many attacks. I didn't sign up for this. There's not even cushioned seats in our sanctuary. That band drives me crazy. you got to take this away from me. I ain't about that. I want to do it my way. Look at, just hear the heart of them. Now God, consider all their threats and enable your servants to just turn it up a notch. They didn't ask for it to go away. They're just saying, God, turn down for what? What can they do to me? In fact, don't, doesn't the New Testament go on to say, "Where death, oh death, where is your sting? You know, it's hard to offend somebody that's dead. It's hard to attack somebody that's already died to himself. I want to challenge you tonight, church. Man, turn down for what? I'm serious. Turn down for what? We can do this thing. We can see a movement of Jesus right here. Young person, 6th grader, 7th grader. Mom, dad, you got a part to play. Jesus is calling you out. And when you do, when you take that step of faith, it needs to be followed up by another step of faith. And the atta- just expect it. Expect the unexpected attack of the enemy. And expect the favor of God. Look in the mirror and say, turn down for what? you bow your heads and close your eyes got one question that I ask all the time almost every message and I want to ask it once again tonight but what is God speaking to you what is God speaking to you tonight just take a moment right where you are and just ask God God what are you speaking to me it may have nothing to do with my message he might have spoken to you in the third song tonight he and right now, he might be speaking to you something, saying, hey, you need to forgive that person. Hey, you need to let that go. I, or maybe you're dealing with something tonight. You just need a healing in your body. Or, and you've been running from God, and you're just feeling that. T- I don't know where you're at tonight. Maybe this is the most exciting one to me. But maybe you're here, and you do not have a relationship with Jesus. You've never asked God to be Lord or King of your life. Or maybe, man, you just run from God ready to make that decision again tonight with every head bowed and every eye closed you're in this place you want to make God 
Jesus, Lord of your life. That's you. With every head bowed and every eye closed, would you just lift your hand? Nobody looking around. It's just you. It's you. I see that hand. I see that. Nobody looking around. I see that hand. Incredible. I see that hand. I see that hand. Nobody looking around. I see that hand. Amazing. Amazing. Anybody else? Come on, man. If God's calling you, answer his call. He loves you. He believes in you. He created you. You want to receive his forgiveness tonight. Anybody else? Nobody looking around. It's just. That's you. If you lifted your hand, you can lay it right back down. Right where you are, would you just, in your own words, would you just say, God, I give you my life. Come on, would you just tell them that? You don't have to be loud. Just right where you are, just say, God, I believe that you're God. Put my trust in you. I'm going to just ask him to forgive you. Say, God, would you forgive me? I want to be right with you. I want to receive your grace. I want to follow you all the days of my life. just in your own words. Say, God, come into my life. Make me new. I want to follow you all the days. Church, there was many decisions that were made tonight. Can we just give God a huge praise? Thank God for him. For every person that made a decision to follow Jesus, your next step is to get water baptized. And I want you to talk to any of our volunteers here. You can also go online at orlandocitychurch.com, whatever works for you. And you can register for our next baptism. But that's your next step today. And if you talk to any one of our volunteers, we want to put some resources in your hand. You can let anybody know. Say, hey, man, I made a decision to follow Jesus. They're going to give you a big hug. And they're going to point you on to your next step. Can we give them a huge hand once again tonight for all those that made a decision to follow Jesus? If you're in this room, you say, turn down for what? Would you lift both hands towards heaven if that's you tonight? Come on, over your family. Yes, this is happening in church. And can we write where we are? Can you ask God for boldness? Come on, right where you are. Father, we ask for boldness. Jesus, we surrender ourselves to you. God, we ask you to fill us tonight. Like a rushing wind. God, we ask you to fill us tonight. Lord, we're ready for what you want to do in our lives. God, we don't just want to see revival. God, we want to experience it firsthand. God, use us tonight. Father, I speak over every life tomorrow today. I, I speak over every Thursday morning, every Friday morning, God. I speak over just in advance for the attacks of the enemy. Lord, I pray a hedge of protection right now. I pray for faith to rise right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray for the gospel to be advanced at all causes tonight. Lord, and I right now I just release every individual with a hungry heart for you and your presence and your kingdom. God, I, we empower you tonight. We empower you in Jesus' name to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to see people healed, to see people cleansed, to see people saved. Come on, would you just ask the Spirit of God to fill me? And band, can we sing this out? Can we just say, And like a rushing wind,
Like a mighty storm. 